0: We've just heard uh, one of my favorite parables in all of the Gospels because, especially with the first one, the weeds and the wheat, Jesus speaks to the heart of the procrastinating perfectionist. The procrastinating perfectionist. As review, the parable goes that the master of the harvest goes out and he sows all of this wheat into his field. And in the middle of the night, an enemy comes and sows some weeds within the field. They're all seeds at this point. And as they start to come up, the slaves of the household say, Master, did you not sow good seed? Should we go out and uproot all of it? And the master says, No, lest you tear up the wheat with the weeds, you should not tear it up. But rather, let both grow up, so that when they are in full harvest, you may remove the weeds. I want to talk about this parable in three different aspects. How this parable affects us socially, how it affects us in our discernment, and how it affects us in the life of temptation. First, socially. We've seen this bear out in the life of the church. That as Jesus says, there are some sons, the, the weed, that are born of the evil one, and some, the wheat, that are born of God. And that within the church, we've seen within her history, corruption happen. And often, I will hear, it's like a rebuttal, well, Father, the problem with the church, and why I don't believe it, is because of corruption. And the reality of the church's history is that since Jesus ordained his first priests, immediately one of them plotted to kill him that very same night. Corruption has always been in the church. And corruption has always been in families. It's always been in friendships. And so often, we try to remove the weeds out of our life, but when we do that, we remove the wheat as well. What do I mean? One of the things that Father Sibley and I noticed whenever um, after COVID happened, within the dynamic of the student center, it's kind of like weird social experiment. What happens when everyone is fragmented as a social body, and people just kind of choose little pockets uh, who they'll hang out with? Is that clicks start to form, and you know, clicks will naturally form wherever we are in life. We're always going to have particular friendships, and that's a good thing. Jesus had them. But what ended up happening as the semester went, and this is not peculiar just to this area right here, but people started to point out each other's faults more and more, and the fingers, whenever they could no longer point outward to what's the problem with everybody else, they started pointing inward to each other. What's the problem with you? And so more and more division happens. When we form friendships based upon gossip or about other people's faults, trying to root out the weeds, what ends up happening is that we root out the wheat. And the wheat, through all of these three phases, is the charity that dwells within our hearts, that is the life of God, the Holy Spirit dwelling within our hearts. That we root out charity as well. And so then those friendships start to become places where the friends do not trust each other, point the finger at each other, and then, tearing up the weeds and the wheat, the field is bare. It's a lonesome place. This happens in a lot of different spheres. This can happen as well whenever we're afraid, for instance, that like there is a bad priest, and we can try to maybe over-policy something, and it doesn't just have to be within the church, it could be anything else, but anything where we try to over-policy something, where we say, let's just try to eliminate the possibility of any evil at all. We limit human freedom, and so we limit the possibility of charity. We limit the possibility of charity. And so, socially, The weeds must grow alongside the wheat. Because the other theme of this parable is that the weeds, the master says, will be burnt up. And what will they be burnt up for? But as fuel. The weeds will be burnt up as fuel. Jesus allows us to live in a church of corruption so that, as simply put, there can be saints and there can be saint makers so that we can be purified by the evil that does live within the church. Secondly, this parable applies deeply to the problem of discernment. Whether it's discerning if I'm called to religious life, priesthood, married life, or whether it's discerning whether I should speak to someone about a difficult thing, make a financial decision that I think would be generous, uh, to God, church the poor, um, any number of different things. That we should not be freaked out whenever we notice the weeds. I'll give an example from my own life. Whenever I was 18, I had gone to this discernment retreat having this inkling feeling that I was called to the priesthood. Went on the retreat there was one night where we did a holy hour, and during the course of that holy hour, this is such an 18 year old thing, I thought about marriage. So that must have meant, I'm called to marriage. I can put off this priesthood thing, it's over. And so I remember telling the deacon that after the discernment retreat, no deacon, I'm not called, I'm definitely called to marriage. It was brought up in front of Eucharistic adoration, it's over. But that is acting too hastily and trying to pull up the wheat with the weeds. Rather, remaining still and steady in our intention, we'll know what God wants us to do. Again, whether that's priesthood, married life, um, religious life, or even small things such as having a difficult conversation, making a financial move, etc. That whenever we are pursuing something good because we're the ones pursuing it and our hearts are the ones that are corrupted by sin because it's the devil who has come and sown concupiscence what we call that tendency toward evil within our hearts the tendency toward evil is going to come as well I notice this a lot in direction that maybe a man will talk about yeah I'm discerning priesthood I'm thinking about it he gets very excited and then he notices the desire within his heart, wait, maybe I'm just doing this for my own glory. The weeds start popping up. Maybe I'm just running away from a bad family life. The weeds start popping up. And instead of remaining with that and seeing, okay, which one of these are wheat and which one of these are weeds freak out and want to tear it all up and run away from the field. But Jesus is saying, no. No. Let the weeds and the wheat spring up together. If it's making the difficult conversation happen, be patient. Am I acting just simply out of vindictiveness because I'm hurt? Or am I going to stop, pause, and even though I might still have hurt feelings, I'm going to let charity grow up and I am going to charitably approach this person even though the weeds might still be in my heart, even though I might still feel somewhat hurt. But I'm not going to just act so quickly or just say because I notice some cruelty within my heart, I'm not going to address it at all. Let the weeds and the wheat grow up in our discernment through daily life, not being afraid of our own concupiscence. The same then goes in the life of temptation, and in the life of virtue. We might be wrestling with a certain sin. We might be wrestling with hanging out with a certain group of people. And I'm not talking about just like our sinful friends with this group of people. I'm talking about good friends. Perhaps we go and we hang out with good friends, and we notice immediately immediately when we're around them that we judge them. They make us jealous. We compare ourselves. We become prideful. All these weeds start to spring up. But if this terrifies me, if I'm so obsessed with pulling out these weeds that I can't keep my eyes fixed on my neighbor and their needs, well, then I'm never going to exercise charity. This is the point, is that what Jesus is saying is that the kingdom of heaven dwells in this field. This field is the human heart. This human heart has weeds And it has wheat. And it's the wheat that God desires. If it's, for instance, maybe a struggle with the flesh. And I notice the temptation. I notice the wheat. Well, I just want to run away from it. I just want to pull it all out. We need to persevere and be able to exercise charity in the midst of having this temptation. Basically, as Jesus says later, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. The kingdom of heaven dwells within this heart that has both wheats and weed. If we try to make it our task in this life, to just simply remove all evil, then we will find ourselves isolated and frustrated and ultimately fruitless. But, as St. Peter says later on in the New Testament, what covers a multitude of sins is love. Love covers a multitude of sins. So that the person discerning can discern whether they're called to priesthood or religious life and not be afraid of the weeds that happen within their heart. Is the wheat strong enough? Is the desire to please God strong enough? So that the person who notices that he's in relationships with others that are not quite perfect, not have to run away from those, but let the wheat grow up, be charitable within that family structure, within those relationships. And so that within our own um, culture and society, we not constantly try to pull up the weeds, but we try to serve God within it. As St. Peter says again, it is love that covers a multitude of sins. And it is in this field of the human heart that has both weeds and wheat that God desires to establish his kingdom.